Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Well, today we're continuing our series called Christmas Is. Christmas Is. We've talked about a couple of things that Christmas is. Christmas is giving. We talked about our first week. And last week we talked about Christmas is hope. What an incredible message. Both of them. If you missed it, make sure to go back. Watch on YouTube. Our, uh, you can listen to our podcast. Make sure to catch up. But today we're talking on the third week, the last week of Christmas is. And today we're talking about Christmas is Peace. Christmas is peace. I'm going to read to you from the most famous passage in the Bible when it comes to the story of Christmas, okay? And it's from Luke 1. And we pick up in verse 67, and this is Zechariah, John's father. So the forerunner of Jesus, right? John the Baptist, because he baptized people. He is, this is who we're talking about, John's father, Zechariah. So here we go. We're picking it up, Luke 1:67. Then his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and gave this prophecy. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has visited and redeemed his people. He has set sent us a mighty Savior from the royal line of his servant David, just as he promised through his holy prophets long ago. Now we will be saved from our enemies and from all who hate us. He has been merciful to our ancestors by remembering his sacred covenant. The covenant he swore with an oath to our ancestor Abraham. We have been rescued from our enemies so we can serve God without fear. Wow. In holiness and in righteousness for as long as we live. And he's talking to, about John. And you, my little son, will be called the prophet of the Most High because you will prepare the way for the Lord. You will tell his people how to find salvation and forgiveness of their sins. And then he switches to talking about Jesus. And here's the point. Because of God's tender mercy... The morning light of heaven is about to break upon you to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide us to the path of peace. Aren't you thankful for Jesus that he guides us to the path of peace? Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you that the sun came out. But thank you most of all that you sent Jesus, the light of the world, over 2,000 years ago to bring light to our darkness and to show us the path 
of peace in our life. God, would you speak to us today through your word. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. That's right. That's good. That's good. Just the word of God speaks for itself. That's enough, right? <laughs> so good. So good. I, if you haven't read the, the story of the birth of Jesus, make sure you read Luke 1 this week. Make sure you spend time focusing on what is most important. I want to tell you, this past week, I have to make a confession. I have not even confessed this to my husband yet. So here's the confession right now, okay? I went to Sam's in Lake Nona. Anybody know Sam's in Lake Nona? Enough said. Okay, so I went to Sam's at Lake Nona the week before Christmas, okay? And I am picking up a few things. I thought I'd just pop in, pick them up, leave, and do one other errand before I had to run back home. And I am going through the parking lot at Sam's, got my stuff, I'm ready to come home, and I am just cruising through thinking about a million things. Anybody else thinking about a million things right now? And so I come up to the stop, if you know Sam's, that there's the gas station on the left, then you can go straight, or then there's a road coming this direction. So it is a four-way stop, and in my mind it's a three-way stop, and in my mind in that moment, I miss the stop sign. Okay? I miss the stop sign. I'm just... My confession, I missed the stop sign. Okay, it would have been okay. It would have been okay, except the lady to the right did not like that very much at all. And so she comes behind me. I, I just, I'm in another world, as some of us are during this time. And I cut, she comes around. I followed the car right in front of me. I was just following the car in front of me instead of paying attention to the stop sign. And so she comes around behind me and she cuts in front of me before the next sign. I mean, she laid it on and she was ticked at me. I mean, mad that I had gotten in front of her in line. So she was not going to allow that to happen. So she's given me the one-way sign and it wasn't to Jesus. On my way to the next stop sign, she cut it from me. I'm like, oh, absolutely, please, please, that you belong there. That is absolutely where you belong. Go right in front of me, please. I really don't need to be there at all, please. So, because Christmas is giving. So, she cuts in front of me. And then she, I mean, burns the rubber, turning out to Narcusi Road. I'm like, gosh, I mean, she must have a family emergency. I mean, something is going down. It's bad. She's got to get home, praying she'll be okay. So I go on down the road, I turn, and I get to go to the UPS store because I have an Amazon return. How many of you know that's not the best thing during the week of Christmas, the week before Christmas, Amazon return? So I'm going to the UPS store. Guess who I get to pass zooming by me again? I'm coming this way, and the lady waving the one-way sign to me once again. I got my Rethink Life bumper sticker and everything too, you know, so it's so great. But... So I'm like, oh, goodness gracious. I mean, it was serious. Seriously, I made a mistake. And I confess it before you now, and I'm so sorry that I missed the stop sign. I'm so sorry. Isn't it crazy in our world how 
the time where we're supposed to have the most peace, the most tranquility. It's like Christ's birthday, right? But we have chaos and confusion and we have our calendars full and we have commercialism and consumerism is kind of taking the place of this peaceful birthday that Jesus came to give us in this world to celebrate his birthday. It seems a little peaceless sometimes. Anybody with me? I think that's the reality of where we are, and thank you for letting me make that confession with you today. So I can get that off my chest now. Why don't you take a second? Everybody close your eyes for just a minute with me. Everybody, let's close our eyes for just a minute. I want you to think on a scale from 1 to 10 in your life right now, how stressed out are you? 1 to 10. Keep your eyes closed. Keep that number in your mind right now. How stressed out are you? Okay, next question while your eyes are closed. Make sure your eyes are closed. What is the one thing, top of the list, the one thing that is stressing you out right now? What is it? What is that thing that is stressing you out? I'll give you a second to think about it. You got it? You got that one thing that is stressing you out? Okay, you can open your eyes now. You got it? Okay, so I didn't want you to have your eyes open because I don't want you looking next to the person, the person next to you and pointing a finger, right? But usually it is, it's usually a place that is stressing us out, something that's going on maybe in our workplace, in our home, uh, maybe the mall or UPS store, Sam, a place is stressing you out. A pace is stressing you out. Maybe it's your calendar. All the things you've got to get done this week is stressing you out. Maybe it's a problem in your life that is stressing you out right now. Just something that you just can't seem to solve. Or maybe it is a person. And most of the time, it's a person that is stressing you out right now. Stressing me out right now. You guys... Would you agree? It's one of these things usually in our life that is stressing us out. And it's crazy uh, because Jesus came to give us peace. The prophet Isaiah foretold the coming of Jesus about 800 years before he was actually born. And I love this scripture, one of my favorites, where he called him the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9, 2, and 6 says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of intense darkness and the shadow of death, upon them the light has shined. Here it is. For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. You know what that means in Hebrew? It's Zar Shalom. Sar Shalom, and it means, Sar is a military term, meaning the one who is in charge. 
the captain, the Lord, the chief general. Isn't that good? And shalom was the greeting one would give to another. It means rest, tranquility, wholeness, completeness. It means peace. So in reality, Jesus is Sar Shalom, captain of rest, Lord of tranquility, and chief of contentment in our life. And that is why Christmas is peace, because Jesus is peace. Jesus is Sar Shalom, the prince of peace. He can rule and reign in our life, and we can live in peace. And I'm going to refer back to the first scripture I read to you because it said that he is the path of peace in our life. So Christmas is Jesus, and Christmas is the path of peace. Now, how do we know that in our lives? I'm going to talk to you about three things, very simple. In fact, I drew pictures for you today, okay, so that you can remember. Anybody else like a visual learner? Uh, I like to hear. I like to see. I, I like actually all of it. It helps me learn, okay? So I, I drew it out. Sometimes for me to draw, it helps me to remember. Okay, so Jesus, Zar Shalom, Prince of Peace. He is, brings me, the Prince of Peace brings me peace with my past. Okay, this is me right here. This is you right here. You know, like eternity, our life is like on this long line of eternity from past to the future eternity. We're like a little dot on the line, right? So I just grabbed a piece of the line because the line goes forever from infinity that way to infinity that way when we think of life. But right now, God has called us to this moment in time, right? For such a time as this is where we live. So right here, this is where I am on the line. This is where you are on the line. But aren't you thankful that Jesus came and he gives me peace with my past. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He's the Lord over all of my life, but he is the Lord of my past. When I give my life to Jesus, the Prince of Peace offers me peace with my past. Making peace with God is the first step on the path of peace that Jesus came to give us. He is Zar Shalom, Prince of Peace. Romans 5.1 says, Now that we have been put right with God through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He helps us overcome the guilt of our past. I don't know about you, but there might be something in your past that just keeps rising up against you that keeps coming back up in your thoughts and in your mind. And maybe you don't have a relationship with the Prince of Peace. But I want to tell you today that Jesus came into the world to bring the light of the world. He came to show us the path of peace. Jesus came to give us peace with God, spiritual peace in our life. If you don't know him in a personal way, I pray today will be the day that you get that spiritual peace with God in your life because God wants to give you peace with your past. There's nothing in the past 
that is bigger and greater than the love of God for you because God sent his one and only son, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to die a brutal death on a cross for us when he came into this world and lived 33 years, died on a cross for you and I, for the sin that is in my past, the sin that is in your past and in your present and in your future. He died for it all. In fact, he washed it as white as snow, the Bible says. And when he died, he was buried, and three days later, he rose again for us, defeating death, hell, and the grave for us so that we can have life and life to the full, a life of peace. And we can't have a life of peace if we're still arguing, dealing with, working through, not having peace with our past. Jesus paid a high price for us so that we can have peace with our past. When we accept Jesus, the Prince of Peace, to be the Lord of our lives, God sees his son when he sees us. He sees Jesus, the perfect son of God. He does not see our mistakes whether intentional or not intentional, the mistakes of our past, the pain of our past, the people that have hurt us in our past, the things in our past that we just seem to can't get over, the voices of our past that continually speak, we allow to speak into our mind. Jesus came to give us peace with our past. And I encourage you today, let today be the day that you allow the Prince of Peace, Sar Shalom, to give you peace with your past. Whether that's coming to know Jesus today for the first time as your Lord and your Savior, or maybe you've known him a long time, and you've never allowed the Prince of Peace to give you peace with your past. Maybe there's that one thing, that one thing that you feel is too big for Jesus to cover over. Can I tell you there's nothing too big for God? There is nothing impossible with God. He is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or even imagine. And maybe that means covering up your past. Maybe that means letting go of your past. Maybe that's the biggest thing in your life that you're still dealing with. Maybe it's that voice in your past of someone who spoke something over you that you just can't let go of. Today's the day I beg of you. Let the Prince of Peace rule and give you peace with your past. That's why he came. That's why God sent his one and only son, Jesus so that he could relate to us. He became man. He experienced betrayal, just like you. He experienced people lying about him, just like you. But he was without fault. He never once sinned in his life. That's why he's the perfect sacrifice for you and I. And when God looks at us, he sees Jesus. And I'm so thankful because as hard as I try, I cannot be perfect. As much as I want to be, I cannot be perfect, and neither can you. I can try the rest of my life, and I will mess up. But I know, and I have messed up in my past, but I can have peace 
in my past because Tsar Shalom rules in my life, the prince of peace. I can have peace with my past. Matthew 121 says, he shall be called Jesus for he will forgive his people from their sin. Aren't you thankful for that? It is Jesus. Colossians 1.20 says, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Do you have something in your past that the enemy is still lying to you about that continues to bring up into your present Today, let Sar Shalom be the peace for your past. He is our peace. Number two, Jesus is my peace in my present. Right now, here, here's my little stick figure once again. That's the best I can do. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure there's some amazing artists out there. I should have called you today. But Jesus is Sar Shalom Prince of Peace, he is on this path of peace with me. See, he's in my past. When I accepted Jesus as my Savior, he's in my past. So he is with me on this path of peace in this chaotic crazy world that I'm in. He's in my past. So when I look back, I can see Jesus. He's in my past. But today, praise God, he is in my present. The Prince of Peace is in my present circumstances in my life. Aren't you thankful for that? Once we have made peace with God, and that's our spiritual peace, then you get the peace of God in your heart, and that is an emotional peace that we can live with from day to day. Now, we live in a crazy world, right? We kind of established that up front. We thought about the things in our life. Maybe you're on a, one, a scale from one to 10. Are you stressed out to a nine and a half? Are you stressed out? to a seven in your life? And what is the thing that is stressing you out? Most likely it's something in your present right now that you just can't seem to get victory over in your life. Colossians 3.15 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. The word rule means umpire. And what does an umpire do? They keep peace and they make sure the game runs smoothly and is played in an orderly way, right? So when you put Jesus on the throne of your life and you allow him to rule and umpire your heart, he's making sure that things are going to be at peace in your life. And that's the only way we can truly have the true peace of God in our life. It's like this internal umpire, in your life. Wouldn't it be great if you could just hear him say, hey, nope, nope, don't go there. That's going to cause you some peaceless emotions, right? Hey, hey, don't, uh, don't make friends with that person. Don't get close to that person. As you can see, they are without peace 
in their life. Don't make that decision. Wouldn't it be great if you could just hear him all the time, you know? Got your little headphones in and you can hear him all the time. Well, God gives us the Holy Spirit. He does speak to us. And we can have that internal umpire on the throne of our hearts if we just allow him to speak to us. Isaiah 26, 3-4 says, You keep him in perfect peace. This is the word of God. This is the word of God, and it's true. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord is an everlasting rock. One of the great, great scriptures of the Bible. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. You know, we need this perfect peace in our life because places are constantly giving us challenge, right? People, the pace of our life, the circumstances of our life, the problems of our life. We need that umpire to rule and reign in our hearts. I don't know what you might be facing right now. But a lot of times when it's people that is giving us, maybe that was that number one thing in your life that's challenging you. You know what? We expect people to be perfect, don't we? We expect them to be perfect just like us. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we already established that we're not perfect, right? And we cannot expect people to be perfect. So if that's the thing that is stressing us out, then we got a problem because we're not allowing the umpire of peace to rule and reign in our heart. Can I make another confession? I tend to be a people pleaser. I tend to want to be a peacemaker. Now the Bible says we should be peacemakers, but not to the point that it hurts ourselves, right? That is not what God wants for us. He wants the umpire and rule in our life. And the reason that's a problem to be always wanting to be a peacemaker, I always want the situation to end well. I always want it to have an ending and tie a bow on it. Anybody else? In my relationships. Can I tell you? At 54 years of age, maybe I'm a little bit ahead of you, maybe I'm a little bit behind you, we cannot tie a bow on every single relationship. We will not have a perfect little relationship in every single person that is in our lives. We can only do what we can do. We can only do our best. We can only honor and submit to our God. And we say, when I am weak, then you will be strong through me, God. That's all we can do. And I have to release it. Anybody else, it's just hard to release it when you can't have peace with somebody in your life. But it's okay. It's okay. If it's in your heart to have peace, if you've done everything you can to have peace, then you lay it on God. You lay it on God. In my heart, in my mind, it is my, my offering to you, God, because I can't do anything about it at this point. It belongs to you, God. He will keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him because we trust in him, trust in the Lord forever. He is our rock. 
He's the one that we stand upon. He is the one we are accountable to. He sees our hearts. He knows our hearts. And he loves us just the way we are. And we don't have to be accepted by every single person in our life. It's okay. It's okay. I'm accepted. And I am loved by God. So I can have peace. I can have peace if I'm walking and I'm allowing the Prince of Peace to umpire and rule in my heart and reign in my heart. I can have peace because he gives me perfect peace. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. We've talked a lot about this scripture over the past couple of months. But it says, don't be anxious, pulled apart in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with an overflow flowing gratitude tell him every detail of your life then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will get, make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ he will show you the way he will walk with you on the path of peace he is with us in our present situation the Christian life does not mean a trouble free life, a pain-free life, and most definitely does not mean a perfect life, right? He didn't promise us a perfect life, but he said he would be with us in it. When you give God your pain and the imperfectness of your life, he can give you the power to have peace of mind, no matter what circumstance you're going through. John 14, 27 says this, I am leaving you with a gift. I give you peace of mind and heart. And in this peace I give is a gift the world cannot give you. So don't be troubled and afraid. The world can't give you this peace. That no matter what you're walking through, you can stand tall and know that the Prince of Peace is umpiring your heart. The world can't give you that peace. The world can't understand that peace when they're waving the one-way sign to you. <laughs> in the Sam's parking lot. That's okay, because people are our purpose. People are our purpose, that's why we're here. That's why you're here today, is because people are our purpose. We're showing people the way to the path of peace. It's Jesus. That's okay. We can allow him to rule and reign in our life. I found a scripture, my dad's passing, um, was very unexpected three years ago uh, due to COVID. He, very healthy, you know, out on the golf course every single day. And just in love with Jesus, kind of my, he was my mentor. And I looked to him so much in my life. And I, this past week was the three-year anniversary of him going home to be with Jesus. And he, I was looking through all these letters and things, and I found a letter that he wrote to my daughter, Becca, and it said, Grandpa and Grandma love you deeply, and we're so proud of the commitment you have made in your life. This is right after she gave her life to Christ. Grandpa's life verse is Philippians 3.10, and I want to challenge you to someday memorize that verse because it tells us that the greatest joy in life and the greatest meaning comes from knowing Jesus intimately in our life. The more we get to know him, the more joy and peace we have in our life. 
It's so true. His life verse was Philippians 3.10. In the Amplified Version, it says, For my determined purpose is that I may know him. That was the determining purpose of his life. And truly, if that is not the determined purpose of our heart and our life, we may not know peace in our life. We have to know Jesus is on this path of peace with us and be determined to know him in our life. We become like those we hang out with, right? Right? Jim Rohn said that we are the average of our five closest friends. How many would you, would you say you see that in your teenager's life? The average of their five closest friends. Well, it's true of us as well. We're the average of our five closest friends. Let's make Jesus at the top of the list. The Bible says that we can be a friend of God because of what Jesus has done for us. Let it be our determined purpose to know him in our life. Let's replace our worry with the promises found in God's word Memorize the word of God. Get it into your heart and mind. We talked about this a few weeks ago, that the, the heart, the soul, the mind, and the body, we have to, our heart is saved. Our soul needs to be renewed. Our mind needs to be renewed every single day. Get in the word of God. Know the promises of God. Turn your worry into worship. We know the word of God and we worship. When we fix our attention on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, when we worship him, the things around us become dim in the light of his glory and his grace in our life. If we worship him, we turn our worry into worship. And remember, worry is an invitation to prayer. We can't help but worry. I'm not saying that you're not going to worry. It's coming. We're, we're human. We're not perfect. Worry's coming. But remind yourself that this worry right now that I'm feeling, this anxiety, this being pulled apart in every direction that I'm feeling right now is my invitation to prayer. It is my opportunity to claim the victory that is mine. It is my opportunity to say, Sar Shalom, you rule and reign in my heart right now, and I will not allow the enemy, the evil one, to pull me apart in every direction right now. I'm going to have the Prince of Peace rule and reign in my heart. I'm turning my worry into worship. I'm claiming the word of God that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I am going to declare that this is my time to pray and know that God, you can handle it. You can handle it. You can handle me. You can handle me, and you can help me turn my worry into worship and prayer in my life. These are the things that we have to do in the present because Jesus is with us on this path of peace. He's with us in our past. He's with us in the present. And I want you to know for sure, I know for sure, I've never been there yet, but I know for sure that he's in my future. We talked about this last week that he is our hope. I love the scripture that pastor used last week, and a lot of people use it. You see it on signs. You see people put it on the walls of their homes. It's Jeremiah 29, 11. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster to give you future, to give you a future and a hope. 
He has plans for us. Remember, we're here for such a time as this. On the whole long spectrum of eternity, you and I are the dot right here, right now, for such a time as this. And he promises at this time, at this moment, that he has a future and a hope for us. And we can stand on that promise in his word that he has great plans for our future. We are his masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do the great things that he planned. He already planned them for us long ago. He has great plans for your future. Don't let the enemy lie to you about your future. There is a future hope that Pastor talked about last week. We have this hope in these fragile jar, these clay jars that the Bible talks about, these broken clay jars that we are, it's our body that we live in here on earth. We're fragile and we're broken. But aren't you thankful that the Prince of Peace, Zar Shalom, the light of the world lives inside of us. And we can have the peace of God inside of us shining through our brokenness. In fact, he shines brightest through our brokenness to a world that is in darkness. We can know that he is with me as I walk on this path to my future. He's already there. He's got it under control. If I trust in him with all my heart and lean not into my own understanding, in all my ways, acknowledge him. How do I do that? Through the word, through worship, through prayer, through thanksgiving. That he has, he will lead me in his perfect path for my life. In fact, I'm on the path of peace because Zar Shalom is guiding me. I can trust in the future. You know, I, it was funny, this, a story of when we were traveling at Christmas, and one of our daughters, we were traveling up into the, the Ozark Mountains to see my grandma, and uh, you know how that can go when you go around mountain bends and turns and twists, and somebody gets sick on Christmas Day. That is not fun. That is not fun. Isn't it interesting that the people driving the car never get sick? I mean, at least I don't think so. They're not the ones that get sick, that get car sick. It's the people in the back that usually get sick. Well, why is that? It's because of perspective. The one driving the car has the perspective of where they're going. They're in complete control. They can see the pothole ahead. They can see the turn ahead. They can see the mountain range ahead. They can see it all. Well, that is our Prince of Peace. If he's in control of our life, if he's the umpire of our life, he has this perspective that he has all things working together for our good. And even though it may not seem like it, it's the perspective that God has called us to have. It's this eternal perspective for my future, that God is in control. And it may not look good right now. In fact, it looks like a lot of twists and turns and a lot of places where I could fall off. You with me? It's looking challenging. 
But when I have the perspective that God is in control, he can see all things, he knows all things, and I can trust him and I look through his lens with this eternal perspective that I have a future home in heaven, and nothing is going to stop me from getting to that destination. That is why I'm on the path of peace in my life. So in my future, I know that my God is good, that he holds me in his righteous right hand, and I can trust his righteous right hand, that he has me, he has control, and that I can trust him as long as I'm giving my life to him. He's working it all for my good. So on this path of peace... In our life, we just have to remember that we cannot be stressed out to the max. I'm, I'm talking to myself, okay? We cannot have this attitude that what's going to happen if they don't do this or that? What's going to happen if that money doesn't come in over here? What's going to happen if the, the doctor says this? What's going to happen if my boss says this tomorrow? We don't have to worry because the prince of peace for all eternity is on the path of peace with you and I. Step by step, he's here with us. And he's not only in my past, he's not only in my present, but he is in my future. I'm so thankful in my life to know that he is there. There's a destination that he has for me, and it's a destination of hope in my life. We may not know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds tomorrow. We can trust him in our life. He is with us. I love Revelation 21, verse 4. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying, no more pain. All of these things will be gone forever when we reach our final destination. When we reach eternity, we will find that he's been there all along on that path of peace with us. As we look back, we will know that he's been there in our past. He's been there with us in our present. And he will most definitely be with us in our future. Christmas is Jesus. Christmas is the Prince of Peace. Christmas 